Hello, everyone. Um, hey, I'm not even starting this podcast off the way I normally do. That's how wired I am right now. Uh, you know, I'm not going to even cut that out. Hello, baseball fans. And welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year. Unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. Guess what? It's the 18th day of August 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from the Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager, Bob Melvin, and just down the 101 from AT&T Park, the home of the San Francisco Giants, which will be a big part of today's podcast. Don't you worry. But hey, you know what? It, it's a... It, it's been a it's a strange unfolding of events in in baseball. I mean, we had uh, the the American League East is starting to uh, I don't know starting to make no sense in some way. I mean, it's going to we are what we are in the the we're almost in the stretch run of the month of August. When I, when we get to the twentieth, I always think when you get to the twenties in a month, that's when you yeah hop on the old toboggan. And you slide down the hill. It's okay. We're 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 in it. We're in it to win it. And so we're almost at that point of August. And you basically have a three-way tie at the top of the American League East right now. One game separates in the loss column, first from third. You know, as it starts right now. If the playoffs, my proverbial, if the playoffs started today, the Red Sox and the Orioles would play each other in the wild card game, and by the way, the Red Sox have been playing the Orioles, oh boy, I hope they do, uh, then the winner of that would play Texas, Toronto would play Cleveland, um, you know what, I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this right here and now, they're on the outside looking in right now, but the defending world champion Kansas City Royals with their come from behind win today over Detroit. They're now at 500. Okay. That's not great. I admit, that's not great. They've had a very disappointing season. There was talk about whether or not they should trade off their pieces. I don't think they should because I think that they have one more good run in them. Is that good run now? They've won their last four games. They've won eight of their last ten. Detroit, who was super hot just a couple weeks ago, have lost eight of their last ten games. They have a three-game losing streak, including blowing that uh, game to Kansas City today. Kansas City six and a half games out of a wildcard spot. They are seven games back in the loss column, six games back in the win column of Baltimore from getting that second wildcard spot. They would have to leapfrog the Tigers. They'd have to leapfrog Houston. They'd have to leapfrog uh, Seattle. They'd have to leapfrog uh, Detroit, did I say Detroit, or Baltimore to get it. Well, before we poo-poo that, Baltimore um, hasn't been looking very good. Now, granted, they've been pitching to Mookie Betts, who's been hitting the snot out of the ball. Uh, the Astros have been spiraling. Seattle, who's been on a good run, has been inconsistent. Same with Detroit. None of the teams that I just mentioned... Red Sox, Orioles, Tigers, Mariners, Astros. None of those teams are exactly world beaters. They're not exactly teams that stand heads and shoulders above everyone else. 
And the Royals are about to start a series against who? The Minnesota Twins. Statistically, the worst team in the American League. So let's just say, I don't know, we look up that four-game winning streak, suddenly turns into six out of seven games, and the Royals are knocking on the door. They are the defending world champions. We've got to this point, and they're break-even. Break-damn-even. I think they're going to have a winning record. A good September, and they could win, I don't know, 85, 86 games, right? Would that be enough to be a wild-card team? I don't know. But if I told you the Red Sox went on a losing streak, as they're right now on a six-game winning streak, David Price won a game, call, call the Pope, we found a miracle. If I told you the Orioles went on a spiral, if I told you the Tigers went on a spiral, if I told you Seattle or Houston went on a spiral, Houston's in a spiral right now. They're about to play. Now, granted, you're going to start to see some teams cancel each other out, but Houston's about to play Baltimore. Let's say Houston plays well against Baltimore and Kansas City plays well against Minnesota. All right, Houston stays in the race, but Kansas City picks up a few games. The Red Sox are about to play Detroit. Hopefully the Red Sox will beat the snot out of Detroit. And Seattle is going to play, who the hell is that? So we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. I would not count out the Kansas City Royals. Not just because they're the defending world champs, but because none of the teams ahead of them are super teams. Now, I think it would be quite an accomplishment. I think it would be a big, big game, big, big event if they suddenly found themselves in the wild card game. I, that I grant you. It will be no smooth sailing for the world champs to get back in October, but it's not unreasonable for a team that's at 500 going into the 18th day of August to say, yeah, we got a shot. You're damn right we've got a shot at this. And if KC, the defending world champs, is back in the playoffs, this is the beauty about this year's American League. I know I said it again, but listen to the teams I just said. Toronto, Cleveland, Texas, Boston, and Baltimore will be the playoff teams now. Seattle, Houston, Detroit, Kansas City are knocking on the door. Any one of those teams can win the World Series. Any one of those teams can go to the World Series. You just got to get in. You just got to get in. Yeah, I, I'm well aware of the fact that my beloved Boston Red Sox could. There is an absolute pathway to the World Series for the Red Sox. And there's an absolute pathway for a one-and-out wild card, which people forgot they were even in it. I know. I'm well aware of it. Your pal Sully is well aware of it. So... Don't sleep on the Royals. Do not sleep on Kansas City, the team that I picked to win the American League pennant, uh, mainly not because of that. I think it's going to be a three-peat, but because of what I just said. I felt that going into it, the American League was so wide open, it was anyone's guess. And I, and I could be right. Now, the other pick I had for the pennant were the San Francisco Giants. And the way the San Francisco Giants have been playing, it's been, it's been horrifying. I'm here in the Bay Area. They're now on a four-game losing streak. 
They are out of the lead in the West. The Dodgers are in first place. The Dodgers are in first place, and they're guaranteed to be in first place on the 20th day of August. They're two ahead of San Francisco in the loss column. L.A. Dave Roberts is going to get a lot of positive attention in the manager of the year column. You know, I personally think they're, they're going to give it, they may give it to Joe Madden. I think they may give it to Dusty. I don't know. They, the manager of the year always tends to be, oh, who had the lowest expectations or, or whatever like that. I don't know. I don't know. But San Francisco has to be really, really careful. My pick to win the World Series at the beginning of the year. Because it's an even year. Not just because it's an even year. Shut up. The Giants have not only fallen out of first place. They're only, they're, right now, if the playoffs started today, San Francisco would play St. Louis in the wild card game. Gulp. Gulp. Because St. Louis is good. Now, they could throw Bumgarner. They could throw Cueto in that one-game playoff. But, you know, Bumgarner threw, what, a, a, a two-hitter the other day? And lost the game one nothing. I mean, the, the, the bats and the pitching are not coinciding. The Giants have had games where, like, like today where they scored a lot of runs, but they let up six runs in one inning. Or they have games where the pitcher is dominant, but they can't hit. The Giants could be a one-and-done team this year. Or they can win the World Series. They could get hot now. They could, they could get hot at the right time. They could be getting, this could just be a little case of, you know, chance. A little case of the law of averages. A little case of, hey, do you know what? They won a bunch of games early by, you know, one run. And, and you know, they're just, the, the, the odds have now flipped. But the San Francisco Giants have had two runs this year. Two runs where they just couldn't get out of their own way. Remember, the Giants were, you know, they got off, they won the first few games, and then they just, they, they were having a losing record. They couldn't, they couldn't quite get it started in April. Remember that? I mean, they wound, up, they wound up having a losing April. And they had a losing July, and chances are they're going to have a losing August. You have a team where you have the fan base convinced that this is a team that could win the World Series. And they are just a few games away from making sure that half of the months that they played this year, they put a losing record. They, they, they put a losing record on the, on the ledger. Now, and of course, when you take a look at another thing, the Giants are two games ahead of St. Louis. They are... In the loss column, they're two games ahead of Pittsburgh in the loss column. They're four games ahead of Miami in the loss column. That means one more bad month and two of those teams, or three of the teams, including Los Angeles, have if L.A. and two of those teams, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, and or Miami, have a good September, and the Giants have a losing September, then guess what? All this would be for naught. They wouldn't even make the postseason. 
Now, there is an element to this that makes me think, okay, maybe not all is lost. It seems like all is lost for San Francisco, especially in the middle of this four-game losing streak, which includes a couple of unbelievably heartbreaking games, including that ridiculous game where they blew this. Was it a 6 nothing lead? And today, where they had the bases loaded, nobody out, a base hit would have tied the game. They only got one run out of the whole damn thing. But think about this with San Francisco, okay? The, the, let's, start, let's talk about the bad first, okay? Let's, we'll bring up the bad. Now, going into the All-Star game, this to me is, this is mind-boggling. If I said this to you uh, at, at the All-Star break, you would have thought I lost my damn mind. At the All-Star break, the Giants were the best team in baseball by three games. They were three games, they were two games ahead in the loss column, four games, and they won four more games than the Chicago Cubs. At the All-Star break, which was just about a month ago, San Francisco was at the top. And Los Angeles, while at the time a wildcard team, were learning that they were probably not going to have Clayton Kershaw's services for the rest of the year. Now, if I had told you that the Dodgers were about to lose Clayton Kershaw for the year, the Giants were going to have a healthy Bumgarner, Cueto, trade for Matt Moore, and get Hunter Pence back from the disabled list. If I had told you all of that, I, and with the knowledge that the Giants were, were building upon the best record in baseball, I think it would have been safe to assume that the Giants, who at the time had a six-and-a-half game lead on L.A., would have opened it up to a double-digit lead, and Bochy was just lining up his pitching staff for the postseason at this point. Since that moment, the Giants have lost eight games in the standings to Los Angeles. And L.A. has played well. They've played four games above 500. That's a 556 winning percentage. Up until that point, the Dodgers were playing to a 560 winning percentage. So you can say since the All-Star break, the Dodgers have not been winning at the same clip that they were doing heading into the All-Star game and picked up eight games in the standings. The Giants have played 30 games since the All-Star break, 30, and have lost 21 of them. That's the worst in baseball. Going into the All-Star break, they've had the best record. Since the All-Star break, they've had the worst record. Yes, pick a team. The White Sox have sucked since the All-Star break. They have a better record than the Giants since the All-Star break. Same with Arizona, same with San Diego, same with the Mets, same with the A's. Same with the Astros. Whatever team. Whatever team. As long as they are a major league team, they have played better than the Giants since the All-Star break. Now, do I think the Giants are the worst team in baseball? No, I do not. They've had a terrible month. They've had a terrible 30-game stretch. Do I think a team that has this much talent on it 
Do I think that they will continue to play at a three, was it a three ten winning percentage clip or you know whatever the hell it is now? It's actually probably less than that. No, I don't. And there's another thing I want to bring up because we saw that happen today with the you know the, the games against Pittsburgh, the game against Baltimore. Of those twenty one losses that they've had, thirteen of them have been by two runs or fewer. 13 times they've lost a game where one swing of the bat, you know, where the tying run inevitably was on, ba- on, on at least on the on-deck circle. And just think about some of the stuff that's happened. You had one meltdown inning by Santiago Casilla the other day. Today you had the bases loaded, nobody out, and Posey hits into a double play. The night before you had two on, and one out, they decide to intentionally walk the batter and then say, no, we're not going to intentionally walk. Two pop-ups, it's over. You had a game where the Giants had the bases loaded, nobody out in a tight game, and Belt hits a line drive that if it was a foot to the left or a foot to the right, probably would have cleared the bases. Instead, the first baseman caught it, stepped on first, Span thought he short-hopped it and ran home and turned into a triple play. In each one of those games, every thing you now, yeah, you're going to lose some some tight games. I grant you, thirteen times since the All Star break. Let's even if we reduce that to eight times since the All Star break, they lost a game by two runs or fewer. That's not that's not even taking that's thirteen. Okay, let's take five of them. A ball dumps in. The line drive goes past the first baseman instead of being caught into a triple play. You still have the majority of them. But just, you know, add, you know, just add uh, uh, to the Giants' total. You know, that's take five losses away. Um, you know, it's, uh, there'd be, four, you know, they would have a, well, let me figure this out for a second. If, let's say, yeah, if, if it was 8 instead of 13, then the Giants would be, have a 71-49 and 49 record, have a three-and-a-half game lead over Los Angeles, and there would be no real panic. They would still have home field advantage in the division series. And that's, and that's still saying the majority of those losses they would have. I'm sure we can look back and find five of those losses. Do you want this bloop could have been here, that bloop could have been there. I know that, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, but when you have games that are that close, that are determined by such a thin margin of error, and it's not that they're getting blown out of the joint. You know, yes, obviously they've been outscored, but it's not been by an astronomical sum. And so you look back and you're like, you know what, just a few here and a few there, and this isn't even an issue. Which makes me think, now look at it's not that the law of averages means things will even out. But it's not that a team is getting blown out of the water. The team isn't getting embarrassed. They're just losing these tight games. And maybe, just maybe, they've hit this low point and things will turn around without that much different happening.
You know, it's that the team is still a good team. You know, I mean, Eduardo Nunez hasn't been hitting up a storm, but he's gotten some key hits. You know, Trevor Brown's got a couple of key hits. They've got Pence back. You know, Posey still can get some hits. Crawford still gets some big hits. Thank goodness for Crawford. You know, Samarjda, you know, he's had a couple of good games and a couple of bad games. Bumgarner's still pitching well. Cueto is still a good pitcher. You know, I think they desperately need to try someone new in the closer role. Just give someone else a shot. See what you got. What's the worst thing that's going to happen? You're not going to do much worse than Santiago Casilla. So give, you know, give Derek Law a shot. Why not? Why not? How, how, how are things being affected? But also don't panic. Don't panic, Joe. Panic. The fact of the matter is, it's still a good team. They had a bad 30-game stretch. And they'll probably get their act together. Maybe I'm being a little Pollyanna. Maybe if you went back and you talked to your pal Sully when the Red Sox were collapsing in 2011, and right up until the very end, it's like, you know what, they're still going to make it. They're still going to make it. And ultimately they didn't. You know, a few years ago when I was super into the A's and I wanted the A's to do really well, and I was like, oh, everything's fine, everything's fine. And they wound up making the wild card game and they lost that heartbreaker of a game. But yeah, it was it was an agonizing final month and a half of that A's season. This Giants season, yeah, this has been a bad 30 days. We've seen what looked like a surefire division victory slowly slip slide away. And yet, I do believe it's just because, I don't want to say luck, it's because of chance. You have two teams, when you get to a point when it's a one-run game, it's really down to chance at that point. And chance has been going against the Giants. If they make it in, they may start going for the Giants. So I'm not losing my brain yet. You know, well, I'm going to go back to 2011 for a second. When the Red Sox had that epic collapse where they, they just absolutely flatlined and did a nose plant in 2011. You know, when you look at that in that season, and the Red Sox lost. I mean, they were up by, you know, they were, had, they were in first place by themselves on September 1st. And they went, um, you know, after August 31st, the Red Sox uh, went 7-20. and 20. But beyond that, they were also just, they kept getting blown out. They just kept getting their butts kicked. Letting up nine runs, letting up 11 runs, letting up 11 runs, letting up 10 runs, letting up seven runs, eight runs. Like every day, the Red Sox rotation just got clobbered. And the only way they could win games were when they scored a crap load of runs. They scored 18 runs one game and still barely hung on. They scored seven runs another game and barely held on. You know, scored eight runs and won eight seven. I mean, that's how they that's how they they had to just bludgeon a team in order to survive. Because their pitching staff was so terrible down the stretch. And that's not what's happening here. The Giants aren't getting bludgeoned to death. It's one bad inning here, one bad break there. 
So don't panic yet, Giants fans. There's time to right the ship, and next thing, and there's time to say, hey, look it, we've had a bad stretch, and now they can do well. And so if you take a look at what's coming up, the Giants are going to play the Mets, who are also spiraling, and then they're going to play the Dodgers. If they can hold their own in these four games against the Mets and then go to L.A., and they could recapture first place. And then if you take a look, there is a bunch of games against Arizona versus Atlanta. But they also have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games head-to-head with Los Angeles. Right the ship, and the entire season is in your hands. Well, all I know is what's also in my hands is knowing who owns baseball. And go to MLBReports.com to get that. You can go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Seeing the panicking giant fans and trying to calm them down. This has been the Sully Baseball Daily Podcast for the 18th day of August 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.